It is Tuesday, February 13th. I'm Scott Sattenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. More fallout from Super Bowl 58. And a top five team goes down. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Plenty of conversation around the Super Bowl as it's the most watched television program in history. Here we go. Fez and I are here taking over. RJ Bell and Steve Fezzik in the house here on Straight Out of Vegas AM. It is a wise guy roundtable <laughs> Super Bowl recap edition. It was too good. We 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 listened last night. You guys did a great job, but me and Fez actually disagree on this uh Overtime, so I think it'll be. I know you guys were debating it. Yeah, we had a debate and even had listeners chiming in on Twitter uh, for their opinions on the overtime. I am under the, uh, I guess my belief is that you should always defer. You should want the ball second, much like college overtime, because you need to know what you have to do during your possession. AJ wants to take the ball and score. And if there's a tie, he knows that he has sudden death on the side. And then he side. wants to eat a pie. He wants to take the ball, score, yeah. go home, and eat a pie. Preferably coconut. <laughs> I like coconut pie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we Fez brought him, I don't know, 1,200 calorie probably? A little oh, mini pie? Oh, I'll, I'll go over. It's not many. I'll go over. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's a two, it's gigantic, like two gigantic slices. Yeah. He ate it in 40 seconds? I, think I would go I'd say I mean, over 40 seconds. Uh, Do you think he would win that pie eating contest and stand by me? Here's what I noticed. He takes a bite. He's chewing it. But as he's chewing it, he's sucking in to try to get crumbs in. That are potentially dropping from the fork. Right now, I'm doing... It's like an arc bark or whatever. Any of the listeners that want to go on this one, I will say A.J. Hoffman in 20 minutes can eat over six. He can eat six pies. I thought you were going to say 60,000 calories. What do you think about the number six? I, of those pies, I could eat six. If you, if you came confident. in and hadn't ate for like an hour, or I'm sorry, for like 24 hours. Yeah, I could easily, I could eat more than six, probably. Eight and a half might be the right number. If, I mean, if I hadn't eaten in 24 hours, yeah, yeah I could probably, yeah. man, it's a lot of, it's sweet, man. That, I, it might hurt feel me. feel good after. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd also have to probably switch up the flavor of pie. I'd only, I could do eight and a half coconut cream. But if I mixed in some chocolate, oh, some lemon. like smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah. Got to get your fruit in. Is the Black Bear Diner a sponsor? No, but they should. We be. will not mention them. If they just gave, if they just gave me a you know like a, a two hundred a month to eat over there, I'd do that real quick. And we'll get to the Super Bowl in a sec. If you know, my is a takeover. It's been what a year and a half the the famous Black Bear Diner incident. It's when We're, Scott started. Well, we had a seven, <laughs> we had a seven o'clock meeting dinner meeting. Everyone's, dinner meeting. Yep. Everyone's there. AJ. I goes, wasn't there. Well, this was the essential crew. Okay, fair enough. And, <laughs> and, and, and AJ goes, oh, I got, it was something like my wife wants to go apple picking. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but you had some event. And he goes, I'm oh, almost certain it was baseball related. I'll show up, I'll, I'll show up at the end. We yes. Go, That's fine. Yeah. He walks in at the end, sits down and goes, 
he like starts motioning to the waitress. They're shutting down. But, but that's fine because at that point we were on dessert. Yeah, we're eating pie. So we're thinking AJ's going to come in here, cup of coffee. Yeah, slice of pie. And I hope he probably Join offers us. to pay for it, but I think I'm going to cover it. Join us for dessert. Yeah. He goes, what's good here? The veal? <laughs> and <laughs> they got the best veal in the city. And then he goes and starts like ordering a six-course meal. I ordered a sandwich. <laughs> it wasn't a sandwich. It was a club sandwich. With fries and fruit and soup. No. Soup is not a meal. Yeah, it was, uh, it was no soup. <laughs> All right. But have you reconsidered that in high Yes. All yes. right. See, he's growing. All right. Well, now we had the pies. So now <laughs> everything's, everyone made amends. So, Fez, what's your case on this? You, I mean, like, what's your take? Because let's be honest. Yesterday, you were acting like the professor correcting your student, RJ. Because <laughs> I, I, I said, I think you take, you kick. Is which right. is my side. And All right, let me let me make my case. The, the, the only way to prove this is you really have to do like a fifty thousand game Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo simulation. Okay. That, that and that really, you know, would would be the way to go. I'm convinced it would be close. So, so I got six six sided die. Can I do that right now? No, you need some of the twelve, some of the eight. <laughs> you need you need right. It's complicated. Um, I I absolutely I agree. It's nice to know. What you need. That's a key advantage. And we and people bring up all the time the college football overtime rules. Hey, it's better to go second. And although Colorado primetime took the ball in the second overtime one time. But, um, yeah, you want to go second because, hey, if the other team scores zero, you know you need a field goal. You've got the advantage of information. Exactly. If they do seven, you know you need a touchdown. You know, where the real, the one stickler that's a little bit comp- more complex is the three. The three is a little bit of a nightmare. I would argue, even at the end of regulation, KC's driving into the game. Same thing. Mm-hmm. And they're down three, and like, oh, we really don't know. Time what we was need. an issue there. Mm. At the end of that, yeah, for sure. They were kind of running clock, though, to try to run the clock down. But, but they didn't at want the to end, give, they had a play left before four. Right. We'll get to it that. with like seven seconds. With six seconds. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. But the um, but three, you're not certain if the, I mean, you know, you need a touchdown to win, but you're like, I don't know if I'm going to win if I get a three. I'm going to be an underdog if I get a three. So if you get a fourth and four, in the red zone, you probably should go for it. If you get a fourth and we'll six, if you got the ball first, you, if we're talking about if you get the ball seconds, okay. And what and what did the other team do in this hypothetical? They field goal. If they okay. field goal, now you don't have perfect information. Now you have imperfect information because you don't know if you tie the game whether you're going to win or lose. You're probably only going to win like forty four percent of the time. And if you tie the game, and how do you tie? Touchdown, touchdown. If you both kick extra points, which should never happen, field goal, field goal, or punt, and you got the ball, or even turnover, turnover, could happen. Yeah, but the turnover wouldn't be a decision. If they turned the ball over, it'd be like a punt, effectively. When yeah, they didn't punt, score. when we say punt, that's basically we're saying the most likely no, no score. score. They give up possession mm-hmm. without scoring. Yeah. Is if, when you know that information, well, if you're the first team, all right, you're going to be aggressive, normally aggressive, but no more necessarily because you can stop them just as easy. You're screwed. Right? Yeah. You, you might kick an extra or a field goal or whatever. Now, that's interesting. Let's go to the touchdown real quick because I just thought of something. If I score the touchdown first and I kick seven, you, have you to score kick. the second touchdown. You have to go for two. You have, have to, to go, go for two. Because you, you, should, you should never allow that third sudden death possession. Because you're going to win 50% of the time. This is plus. almost like the 14 to six going for two with the eight. It, it, the, the win count's about the same in that yeah. one, right? Well, you're, you're, I think it's different, but you're, you're going to win 50% of the time if you go for two. Mm-hmm. And the second you, you kick the extra point, well, the other team's clearly favored. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. be like a minus 140 favorite at least yeah. because they got the ball and they only need a field goal to win. Okay. 
So, but also, if you're if it's fourth and four on the thirty, and they kick the field goal, and you got the ball second, you're going to be extra aggressive because you want to avoid that third possession. Exactly. So, back of the envelope, fourth and four, you would go fourth and seven. I think you got to kick. And that's the thing: knowing what you have to do on that second possession dictates the play calling. Because look at the 49ers on that opening drive. Okay, they got down in the red zone. They got down to the nine yard line and attempted a pass on third down and settled for the field goal on fourth down. In, if they knew that they had to do something else there, don't you think maybe they run the ball on third down, set themselves up for a fourth and manage, manageable? That's the Eagles' argument, which yeah. is your third down call gets affected by going forward on fourth. Exactly. So when you have the ball second and you know you need a touchdown to tie the game or you just need any score to tie the game, the decisions are made for you. Now you have four downs to get a first down as opposed to three and then deciding if you're going to punt or not. Absolutely. You have that advantage, and that advantage to me is just it, it's, it's too massive. And the other thing here is the preparation for both of these teams has to be under the consideration. You talk about well, having it the information. Because the Chiefs were prepared for this. The 49ers weren't. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan did say what you're arguing, Fez, after the game. He said, we wanted to, guarantee, we wanted to have the third, the third possession. possession. But several 49ers players after the game said that they didn't know the overtime rules. They weren't in on the memo. And if they scored a touchdown, what, how hilarious would it have been if they scored a touchdown and celebrated like they yeah. won the game, but then the Chiefs get the ball well, back? Well, I mean, to be fair, McCole Hardman didn't know that he'd won the game either. Like, I, well, he said he blacked well, people out. Were worried about, people were worried about the clock ticking, that somehow they had to do it by the end of the first No, and, and that, give, the I new overtime the, rules, it would have gone to a second but, overtime. But They're allowed the ref, to finish the possession. the announcers weren't talking I about give, that. I give the ref credit here. He's like, gentlemen, we are starting a brand new new game mm-hmm. game the way he used his words was excellent but games don't end when you on the third possession in sudden death so what i'm saying is that Fair doesn't enough. tell yeah, the, yeah, story. The, the chiefs the chiefs had the opportunity to finish their possession if the quarter would have ran out they would have started a second overtime quarter and allowed them to Scott, finish the Scott possession. Scott said they have a, a massive, massive edge. I agree. It's a significant edge. I would not quantify it as massive, and here's why. Let me ask you guys. Do you think every college football coach is just a complete and utter dummy? Yeah, no. for the most part. <laughs> uh, I hear. No, yes, no, I hear. No. So, RJ, you say no. Well, well. so what well, the data says is it so – in college, but, but everyone gets so both, but, but everyone gets two possess. They get the same amount of possessions. Let right? me address this. All right. So Scott has made the case: getting the ball second is a massive advantage. And it's from the twenty-five in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it would still be a massive advantage in college, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I riddled me this: why in the heck, when there's like a game that's not a big underdog, RJ gets the ball first, he scores a touchdown. I get the ball first in first overtime, I score a touchdown. Obviously, I have to go for two because I'm going to face a massive disadvantage no, in this. Because, let because, me finish. Because let you're me, guaranteed another yeah, possession. No, 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 no. Let me finish. I'm going to face a massive disadvantage if I kick the extra point because Scott Seidenberg just told me going second is a massive advantage in the second overtime, and I'm going to have to go first. Says going second is a massive advantage when the third possession is never guaranteed. If it's sudden death. But the it's, third. The, it's, the, 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 the 49ers getting a second possession is not guaranteed in college football if they're both tied and then the 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 what team A gets their second overtime possession team B still gets their second overtime possession also I, I under, but but the team that gets to go the team that gets to go second in overtime mm-hmm. ha, in college football overtimes if you looked it up they have a clear advantage it is but that's not why it alternates it, it it alternates but the but but the team that gets to play defense on the first um overtime does have a clear advantage but it is not 
massive. It's just clear. And 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 the difference between the college is it, it is it alternates, and here it doesn't alternate. And I would my argument that I'm making is that if 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 having perfect information was such a massive edge, nobody would ever kick an extra. Well, point that's in not college. a very good argument. Why? How come? Because here's why I think. If the situation was like college, meaning they were alternating possessions and everyone got the same amount of possessions, right, is you would you be thinking on the kickoff, like kick or, or take the ball? What would you do? Like, let's say it's the same situation as college. Would you take the ball second or first? I would always take the ball second. Exactly. Because I get both that, advantages. There is that advantage. But in this case, you wouldn't get both. Oh, because, because they both get two and two. Yeah. Okay, so I yeah, think yeah. we all agree if there isn't a avoid or a third down that's – or I'm sorry, third possession that's sudden death is the way mm. we should probably say it. The third possession being sudden death is the one advantage of being first. The information is the advantage of being second – the question is, which is bigger? Well, and, and my the reason where I was going is that it can't be that massive an advantage because if, if going second was a massive, enormous advantage, then no one in college football would ever allow – to, to when they're going into second overtime, they're like, oh, we got to go first. We're going to be at a massive disadvantage. we got to well, end this game now. They always go first, right? Well, oh, I'm sorry. They always go second. When it goes, no one ever chooses when it to goes, go first. Uh, when, yes. always so when it goes – when you score a touchdown, mm -hmm. and I actually feel this, this is the case, and I get a touchdown, I have to go for two. Because I'm screwed because I'm at a disadvantage in the second overtime because I got to go first. But you know what? Well, the, in that case, the question is, what's the shortfall of going for two versus kicking the extra point, meaning less than, well, what's the extra point yeah. in college? 95%? Yeah, uh, call, that, it, yeah. call it all 50. Yeah. Call it 100% 50. Yeah, so it's, it's, I win the game half the time. Clearly. If it is half the time. If, if, it's not, yeah. if we're pick them teams. Clearly, if I go into the second overtime and I'm starting with the ball, I am screwed. I am winning. Well, you're at a disadvantage. I'm at a disadvantage, but my point that I'm making is I'm not at this enormous, massive disadvantage, or else all these college football teams would say, screw that, we're never going to do this. See, I think, there's, I think there's different ways to look at it. And, Fez, you're looking at it from a, a, an analytical perspective, a mathematical well, I don't think perspective. Well, he really is. Because let's break it. If you don't mind, let's sure. break it down. You are an in-game betting guru. You just That's yeah. one of your bet. <laughs> yes, you're right. Guru is <laughs> a good word. Is what are the uh, a typical... Uh, Kansas City, or let's say this: these teams, Mahomes is Mahomes, but let's just say average teams, you get the kickoff and it's, let's say, it's sudden death. What's the, the team with the ball get, is what? Minus what? It, it moves 30 cents. Minus 130 plus 130. That, that would be if, there, if, if it was sudden death. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So now we've we just quantify what the ball's worth in sudden death. Would you agree with that? Approximately. I, I I've seen games where it gets to one thirty. I think if it's anything, it's a little bit more. If not, I think it's not less. I think it gets bet up more, but I don't think it's worth that much. So more. let's call yeah. it one thirty-five or yeah. one thirty for. Let's do one thirty. Okay. So now we know it goes from. This is no vig in, or I guess there is vig in this one, right? So let's call the true line one thirty. That would be perfect. So right? you win like fifty-seven percent. Yeah. No. All right. So fifty-seven percent. So what we're saying is there's a seven percent edge. Getting the ball first and sudden death. Does that sound if right? It go, if it goes to the so I got data to back this up here. Okay, so yeah. if you, this so from 2017. This is from the NFL's uh, operations. Uh, Michael Lopez, the yes, guy that yes. created the overtime, the analytics guy. So from 2017 to 2021, the team receiving the ball first in overtime averaged 1.6 possessions per overtime. The team kicking off 1.1 possessions. I don't okay. think that's so, helpful. So it's it's a half a possession. There's your data right there. Well, it's data. So yeah. now the question is, how often do you score in a possession? How much is that half worth? Right. Yeah. But I think I think the month, the Vegas month. I think that your way is a valid approach. But we, how often do they win? 
I just have the number of possessions yeah. here. All right. yeah. So let's agree it's worth 30 cents. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? And no yeah. big line is 30. Okay, so now the question is how do we quantify how often do teams who have the advantage, right? Now it's three scenarios, right? It's tie, so they know a score wins for them, right? Or it would be a field goal, so they need a field goal, a touchdown wins, or it's a touchdown, they need a touchdown and kick the two. There's all those scenarios. We'd have to blend those and say, and there's not enough data. See, Lopez wrote an article on this that's up at his own blog that I read about two years ago in which he said there's not enough games to actually uh, do a Monte Carlo or do a simulation. So what he did was it was very clever. He said, I'm going to play a Monte Carlo, but I'm going to take game or plays from random places say it's second and seven let's look at all second and sevens in this situation you know and he was able to and that's how he built this model i i think it's probably close to 50 50 at this point yeah i think it is close to 50 50 i think it's a very close call so again because i think there's a couple factors that mitigate it right but let's quantify that real quick what we just talked about we're saying the the knowledge advantage that you love scott Mm -hmm is worth about as much as the third possession advantage that's sudden death. That those are about equal is what the assumption is, right? That I disagree with. Then how can it be equal? Because then? the knowledge advantage comes into play 100% of the time. Uh-huh. And that's the, my and point. the third possession okay, the yeah, third yeah. possession is worth more. But net, net okay, I agree with that. Right? Yeah, but net, so weighted net. average yeah. if, if, it's worth the same. Yeah. And and not just that, and this is when I talked about the the preparation of both teams. Patrick Mahomes said after the game, we talked about this. We knew what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. We knew we were going to go for two if we had to. Mm-hmm. So they knew going into that it, overtime, all scenarios. And that knowledge, that preparation, it changes the play calling. It changes how you go about you know, manufacturing theory, your drive. But in should have had that too. And, and, you know, it's interesting about this. The, the irony is that let's say San Fran said, you know, we'll – We'll go ahead and, and, you know, kick off, okay? Mm-hmm. We'll take the ball second. And then they tied. Let's say they both got they threes. They would kick the extra point. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's yeah. say they both got three. So they both punted, whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say Kansas City starts with the ball. They get a fourth and one. They punt. And then San Fran punts. And then the, 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 so now it's the third possession. Now it's the third possession, and Mahomes has the ball. And it's like, here come. How can you defer? Like, you, 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 if, if you tied after if, after one possession each, you're just giving Mahomes the ball. The game's over. Of course, he's going to get a field goal for certain. Okay. So here's where I think that mitigates it towards in this, in, in this situation, I think – that kicking would have been – no, I actually think this pushes it towards what I don't like as much, which is taking the ball. Here's why. The San Francisco defense was dog-tired. That's a great point. Dog-tired. dog-tired. The idea that Casey's going to go down and score, and then we tell that defense, get back on the field and defend them the first possession, right? Yeah. That's tough. I you, agree. you got to take that and ball. And that could be what Kyle Shanahan was thinking about, is Kansas City just marched down the field – and tied this game, my defense needs time to breathe. So I'm going to take the ball first and put it in the hands of my guys and give my defense time. By, to, time by the way, going back to that 14-6, it's, it's important that I bring up the point. Some people would say, well, well, now wait a minute. With this whole touchdown, touchdown permutation, we can avoid this. We'll just go for two after our touchdown when we get the ball first. Okay. And then this is where the 14-6 comes in. That's a disastrous decision to, to Because to you go can't – there's no way to come back from that where with the 14-6, you get two chances. If you miss the first one, you get a exactly. second chance. Exactly. So what happens if you miss it? We got to assume touchdown, touchdown. If you miss it, you lose. So half the time you lose, and if you get it, you only win half the time. And since it's less than, in theory, it's slightly less than half as much as you make the extra point. 
It, there's a net negative to going for two. There's got to be another reason to go for two. Right, but even if you had a 67% chance of making it, it's still the wrong thing to do if you're the first. Well, see, I disagree score. with that because you would want – oh, that's interesting. So what would be the – because in a way it's reversing that issue where I, they I, have I all you, the information. I think you need 71%. At okay. 71%, right. it's break-even. All right, so what we're saying is this. All things equal, these are even. I think the decision should be simple. If you were playing defense just now – you take the ball. Game script. I agree right. with this. And if you weren't playing, if you're the one that just scored mm-hmm. and you win the and you win if if KC went won that toss, they should have taken the ball. Forget because because you put San Francisco's now you beat up defense back on the field. Exactly. So I think that's the driver. That, of you know, it. That's a great point because I think if Casey had won the toss, they would have taken the ball. So how can San Fran's decision to take the ball be incorrect? Yes. Yeah, I think it probably was correct because of the fatigue. That's an interesting point. I don't think they would have because the way that they spoke after the game and the way that Kelsey commented on it, like he he insinuated that the 49ers did them a favor. He would have punched Andy Reid if he he didn't agree with him. He he insinuated that the 49ers did them a favor by taking the ball because, like, they wanted to go second because of everything. They were prepared for this, like Mahomes was saying. If they were, if they needed a touchdown, they already knew they were going for two. Like they, I just I, wanna, they I, went over the whole overtime scenario, and you know I'm, it was like we had a guy come in to tell us the whole thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just Arnold Arnold Horshack and like in the sweat hog. Um, I, I keep interrupting RJ. I'm no, sorry ahead, about no, that. No, um, I, I get and then I forget what my, what my 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 point will so be. The, the, the low plan. IQ, the yeah. low football IQ is staggering. In terms of, we talked about um, your favorite. From whom? From whom? From the football players. Okay. The um, we talked about Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. will never watch game. Like on Sunday, didn't watch games um, with his. He spent it with his girlfriend. Like he has no idea what's going on. It's like, what rock have you been under that you you don't know the the, the overtime rules? Like literally, like everyone yeah, I know sometimes knows. Sometimes if the you're way rule. inside, the aficionados the on the outside have time to worry about that. They're worried about, you know, lifting 600 pounds. You know, I, and, and pursuant to that, and Scott will appreciate well, this. Well, McNabb was the one famously that didn't, yeah, didn't know. know. Yeah. Could, yeah, the tie, yeah. So so, so I saw a clip of Barry Bonds, the baseball guy. Like, You're going to love this, RJ. Right. So bases loaded. I think there was one out. Barry Bonds hits a sky-high pop-up. So in, he's back in the league? This 20 years ago. Okay. Infield fly <laughs> rule. Infield fly rule. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why. The guy on third runs halfway down the line. I don't know. Maybe he thought there was two outs. I don't know what he was doing. The ball drops. Okay, so drop, but but Bonds is out. Infield fly roll, and so the third baseman just just picks it up and he shovels it to the catcher who catches it for the tag out for the out. Okay, and like and he walks away like the inning's over, and then there's a long pause, and the guy in third, he scores because runners can advance um, at their own risk. It's that Bonds was out and he was advancing and he scored the run. And it was like the most amazing, like like none of the players, none of the infielders knew the infield fly rule in baseball. I think in baseball it's more of, or is less excusable because they're sitting around all day <laughs> dipping, <laughs> dipping uh, Copenhagen. Have you guys seen that play? AJ's seen I've that seen play. that play. I mean, it's just amazing. All right, so back to football, back to the mm-hmm. present day. Is that okay? If yes. we, do? <laughs> we had a little dinner meeting and, and Steve's like, you know, we got great podcasts, but we got to shorten them up. You know, like if we can shave a half hour, I think I know where some cuts could come. I'm just <laughs> All right. So now I want this is, in my opinion, Scott, as the host, you're the host. This is a segue into Shanahan and how the narrative is now out that his team didn't know. Yeah. Here's the quote from Kyle Juszczyk, who's the 49ers uh, fullback. 
Quote, I didn't even realize the playoff rules were different in overtime. I assume you just want the ball to score a touchdown and win. I guess that's not the case. I don't. I, I guess to- the rumor is. I don't totally know the strategy there. We hadn't talked about it. And that, to me, that's the difference between the, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Mahomes, after the game, told us they had a guy come in, and, ex- and they went over all the playoff overtime scenarios. And the 49ers did not. They were not prepared for it. So Granted, with, it's only happened one other time in the Super Bowl. Wow. But guess who was a coach in that game? Kyle Shanahan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, only overtime. But these rules the overtime, I'm saying. Yeah, but these rules weren't the case then. Yeah, yeah this is the first time these rules yeah. have been I know, but if there it. was any coach yeah, that yeah. was worried about overtime rules, don't you think it would be the guy that lost on the old overtime rules? So what's happened in San Francisco? A brain drain. They've been so successful. People have wanted the Shanahan tree so much that every coordinator of theirs seems to get hired. Like Slovic in Houston on the offensive side, who wasn't even a fact. I don't know if he was the coordinator or not. Shanahan's the coordinator, mm-hmm. right, by He's name. The pass, passing game coordinator. Yeah. And then you've got their defensive guys getting, you know, uh, poached left and right. It kind of makes head sense. Head coach in Houston, D'Amico Ryans. And, let's, and also in the Jets, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So here's the question. Didn't Kyle seem particularly stressed out this week? He's complaining about the sod. Mm-hmm. He's complaining about fire alarms. He felt the pressure of what's happening right now, which is him being labeled now can't win the big one. That causes a guy like that usually to tighten up, to go inside and just work yours. I mean, he looked like he was like age 10 years in the last two. He's working his balls off. He doesn't seem like he has people to lean on. And maybe that's why something like that happens. This is now the third Super Bowl that he was the primary offensive play caller in. Mm-hmm. Two as the head coach, one is just an OC. All three games, he had a double-digit lead. All I, three games, I, they lost. I generally kind of agree with what you're saying, RJ. It's like, And I think this is something that Belichick's mastered because it's hard being the smartest guy in the room. And I th- I don't think there's a ton of NFL head coaches. Who are th- I, I appreciate you're finally feeling my burden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think every NFL head coach is the smartest guy on the staff. But I think in some cases, like in Belichick's case, and I think Kyle Shanahan's case. He's an case, innovator, for sure. These are the, like, they are the football genius in the building, and they just happen to be in charge of the final decision. So I do think it is an extra burden when you're the smartest guy what? looking around and saying, which of these guys am I going to ask? Guys would know like better that than trust me? slowly, but he had guys he trusted. And remember, with Belichick, he lost Ernie Adams, he lost Skarnakia, and then things didn't go as well. RJ, give and me Brady. ten. Spend ten seconds. Give me a vocabulary word that would describe being the smartest guy in the world and just the burden that you carry. The guy. Um, well, I'll be sarcastic because I'm not. Let me see. What's the good word for the? Um, uh, not the pain, the burden, the onus, the. Uh, syphophytic. I don't know. Go ahead. So I, I, I'm going to go syphophytic. It sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> I think I made that's, that up. That's fine. Like the onus. I like that. Okay. Yes. The burden. Maybe you're going with like Sisyphus, like with the rock? Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a yeah. yeah. Do you guys ever see the movie um, The Assassination of Jesse James by the yes. coward Robert Ford? Remember the scene where Jesse is like watching the dude when he's sleeping? It's a great movie. You haven't seen this guy? Yeah. You would love this. I put it on the list. It's, it's almost as good. What was the name of that movie I turned you guys? The comedy? Oh, uh, Cedar Rapids. Oh, yeah. awesome. But he's sitting up at night and he played Jesse James, right? Brad Pitt. And he was like a guy that would shoot people because he thought they were going to turn on him. He was like, he was always very vigilant. And he's sitting up at night. He goes, no one ever won. And the guy wakes up. And he goes, what are you looking at, Jesse? And he's watching. He goes, no one wonders and ever say, poor Jesse. You know, it, the, the, like it was a burn for Jesse James to have yeah. to do that. And with, with, with 
anyone who's leading a group, if they're not social, that Andy Reid's a genius. If it's football geniuses, mm-hmm. Andy Reid's one of them. Yep. He doesn't have any of that problem. He he has a he's congenial. He's he's a people person. Most brilliant people aren't. They get brilliant because they're by themselves reading and thinking. It's a great point. I mean, uh, Shanahan seems like the opposite of that, where he does seem like he's locked in and and it's not fun to work for him. The thing also that that separates, uh, sorry, it separates, you know, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, you just talked about it. Everyone's poaching the assistants from the 49ers year in, year out. Whereas Andy Reid has this stability in the organization. Spagnuolo's been there as the D.C., Forever. Up until this year, Biennemi was there year in and year out. And even when Biennemi leaves, he brings back Matt Nagy, who was there for all those years with Biennemi. But doesn't that speak poorly of Andy Reid? Meaning people aren't turning down head coaching jobs to stay his coordinator. It's just it seems like more people want Shanahan's people. You know, we uh, last right? last week we uh, we had Chris Sims on the show. Oh, that's great. And Chris Sims is best friends with Kyle Shanahan, has yeah. been since college. And uh, and he was talking about texting with Chris during the week. He's like, yeah, we always text. He's like, but I know better than to, to text him about football stuff because mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want to talk to anybody about football stuff. Like when He's it, a true innovator. I mean, he has changed. I mean, who has changed? I mean, I would say even more than Andy Reid, he's changed the way football is played in 2024 more than anyone in the last 10 years. Right? Who would be the competitor? I mean, Andy Reid's closest one. Yeah. Um, by the way, Sims, real quick, great on the draft. Quarterbacks, especially because he's willing to say this guy everyone else has second. I've got him ninth. Yeah. So I would say when the draft ramps up, try to get him on okay. again. I would say for sure. Betting proposition, and I'm willing to book any action here. Uh, number of championships for Mahomes, rest of his career. I'm going to set the number at two over plus 120, under minus 140. Under your favorite. That's my line. You said it at two. One and a half is the right line. Here's what's fascinating. (laughs) Okay. You think so? I think one and a half is the right line. Here's what's fascinating. I'll go over one and a half. Here's what's fascinating. (laughs) The fact that if Mahomes had won one game against Brady, Brady would have six. Mm -hmm. Mahomes would now have four. Your total would make him 50% to tie Brady. So, like, that game... And the fact is, you believe Mahomes played an amazing game that game will probably be the thing that makes it where Brady goes down in 100 years as the best player of all time. Remember D4 jumped offside. Yeah. And the yeah, AFC and title game. Did, did the New England win the, the Super they did. Bowl that year? Yeah, it would have so, been so, against so, the Rams. Yeah, yeah. so even if, Casey, even if Casey loses, now, now he's down to five. So, yeah, so one or two games – could I mean what I'm saying could swing the entire legacy of the greatest football player of all and, time? And but there's a couple of crazy plays by the Giants that could have made it where it's a, just yeah. an, an unfathomable number <laughs> that no one would ever. But reach. there's only one game in which it swung by two. Yeah, right. No, right. But, but but what's interesting is the narrative is like, oh well, the Chiefs are just this dynasty, and now they're going to win five out of six. And like, but but the numbers don't don't that they belie that. The Kansas City isn't even the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I, I still San Fran second favorite. Yeah. yeah. Just at the at the end of that game, I said it's crazy that. I still don't believe Kansas City's like even uh, they might be the fourth best team. What does that say though? In a year where Kansas City was not as great as they've been in the past, in a year that Mahomes was worse than he's been in the past, they still win the Super Bowl. Not only winning the Super Bowl by DVOA of their opponents, the hardest path to a championship ever Mm -hmm. in the NFL since they started tracking this. I know fifteen to one. If you, I mean, I'm sorry. That if it's you parlay mechanical parlay after the Miami game. So, so if you include the Miami, yeah, you actually get to twenty. Well, to you one. calculated this, AJ. I did. Twenty three to one. 
It was uh, plus nine fifty, and then it went to uh, nineteen fifty or nineteen sixty. So you think about twenty to one almost. About twenty okay, to yeah. one. Yeah. So so think about this though, Patriots, Chiefs. The Chiefs could have won every Super Bowl since Mahomes came in the league. Came in the league, knowing what we know now, which entering his second year, his first year starting, we never would have thought they would have been a favorite or close to it. But in hindsight, that was the D Ford game, right? Yeah. And then they could have obviously won the Super Bowl they lost. Well, no, I guess that one, no. That's the one you'd say. That, but really, you look they, at— They won coin flip Super Bowls. Yeah. The wins have all been coin flips. And that, the Patriots is the same thing. You could make the case the Philly game, the second or the first Philly game with McNabb, they had that one. Even though it fell three, they let him score from 10 to three late because it took him nine minutes. So one, one like clear the Panthers win, game, they could have easily lost. Easy. One clear win and nine could go either way. Yeah. So in a weird way, we've got two dynasties that each have had maybe one clear win each or one clear loss on Kansas City. One, I mean, Kansas City hasn't had a clear win. Yeah. So KC, Scott likes under two. What, what about both of you? I think it's I think that all of history tells us that he might never get back to it, a la Dan Marino. But I would not even consider betting under. Yeah, no, I like two. That's why I say one and a half number. I would go two. I can't go over two. Well, you can't like one and a half and two. But that's why it's a good number. I think one and a half is the true number. And then you make the. Maybe I got one and a half in my pocket that I bet earlier. (laughs) You bet the over one and a half. It's great. Twenty bucks. AJ, you like you like over two. I like I. I certainly wouldn't bet the under. I'm with RJ. I, there's no way I'm, I'm I'm done betting against Patrick Mahomes. AJ Hoffman documented 64% so of what's the dream more, last two years. Which dynasty, because we're going to call this a dynasty, which dynasty is more impressive, the Patriots run or this current Kansas City Chiefs run? It's by far the Patriots, but I would make the case the Patriots have never had a run as impressive uh, over this period of time. So is we call this six years. This six years is better than any six years of the Patriots. That's, but the Patriots had longevity, more they had years. 20, That's well yeah. said, but I would argue that what the Cowboys won three out of four with Aikman and, yep. and, and, and the like. And I would and say they even they, won with Barry Switzer. And they were more, yeah, they, they, they won with Barry Switzer. They're more impressed. I mean, that, that, that team was that a was pre-sal- That was pre-salary cap. Wow. But are there no, more? No, it's hard. Look, the Steelers were, we're better. Not, we're, we're not debating the reasons. We're just debating <laughs> the, how yeah, good well, the teams were. The Steelers were. were the best team of all time in the 70s. Yeah. There's just no debate. Yes. But are, is the competition better now? Like, are there more teams oh, now capable of winning a Super Bowl than there were you know, no. in the Patriots' heyday? I think this is an interesting question. So the question isn't who who's the better players now or then. Mm-hmm. The question is relative to who you're playing. Mm-hmm. I would make the case it's harder to win now for one reason. There's so much money in it. All the teams are somewhat professional. Back in the 70s and 80s, some of these teams couldn't win because the owner wouldn't spend enough money, and it was just they had such an institutional deficit. What was the they, Bidwells in Arizona? You know, well, just, that might be yeah. still the case. And yeah. Yeah. But, but like, you know, Lombardi talks about the famous line that Bill Walsh told him. He goes, we're competing against seven other teams. There's eight yeah. teams that can win it, and the other ones and, can't. And, and, you know, that's the hard part of baseball. Because in baseball, to win a championship, you just have to make the playoffs, and then anything can happen. Even like, though it's a seven-game series, even versus though one it, and done. It, it doesn't matter. It's like, like like you look at the Marlins, and they can win you know two, two. world championships, and they suck. Pirate Jim Leland, did you? Uh, we talked about the Troy Aikman. Did you see the the Troy Aikman tweet that made the rounds today? Oh, no, no, yesterday. That's no, not not a good one. Uh, so back in 2019, the Athletic Kansas City tweeted out. Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. Uh-huh. And Troy quote tweeted it and said, uh, 
talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. <laughs> well, now, fast forward, he's got 100% of those Super Bowl titles that Troy well, Aikman had. I got to be honest, that that seemed like something Troy wouldn't typically say. I mean, that seems like you were really, like, lowering yourself. I, well, it, again, it was 2019. Patrick Mahomes hadn't won a single Super Bowl yet. And they were already, like, saying, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes better than Troy Aikman. So you think the chance of having three Super Bowls is, la- is about equal to having one? One more. Um... Because how many? Let's be honest. Andy Reid's how? No, I think I think one is more common than three because I, I under two was minus one forty. Okay, right? Yeah, See, you I, agree with that, right? No, I don't. Oh, really? I would probably flip the fa- flip the minus one forty. Three I mean, is so many. Think of how many more years he's got left. Because he seems to love the game. There's some people that are looking to retire every chance they get, and he also can't get hurt. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> what do you mean? Like last year in the Super Bowl, they're like, "Oh, his ankle. He's done for the game." And then he's back out there winning again. Like it's just the guy's that, a, that's a, a robot. Youth, that's a youthful thing. I mean, in theory, yeah, that's true. I that's mean, true. look at Aaron Rodgers. He went a long time. That's true. But I think the aspect you have to think of when you talk about Mahomes and the Chiefs is what everyone started to you know when when you think about the Tyreek Hill situation. They trade away an All Pro wide receiver, or they get rid of an All Pro wide receiver, and they win back to back Super Bowls without him. These are the two years of all the years Mahomes started. Yeah. These are the two years where Super Bowl was the least likely. Yes. And so if you're thinking about the capability of winning moving forward, well, you want to talk about spending money and roster construction. They've just proven over the last two years that they can win with money not going to certain places. But, but they oh, go ahead. Well, well, RJ, you know all about this. So what happens is that you, you get that on your resume and super teams – become too expensive. So everyone becomes a star. But in a way, getting get, rid of Tyreek is what helped them. Do. If ooh, they can keep replaying. I, I don't. I, th- I, th- I think they, I think it hurt them. I just think they were just. They so just hurt them. They won back-to-back Super Bowls without them. Yeah, they would have won convincingly. With them. <laughs> they won back-to-back Super Bowls. They, dra- <laughs> they draft Pacheco, and now he's, you know, it, yeah, RB1. It, Who's to say they don't draft another guy It in did the hurt years? them, but they st- but now they're better set up for the next couple years than they would have been you know, with it's Hill. A great, it, it, it is interesting because with, with Hill, they would have had a much better team, but they probably would have lost in the playoffs because it just it, it's kind of like the, the butterfly flapping its wings and it changes history. Except but, now they've got to figure out how to keep these guys on defense. Chris yes. Jones, free agent. Well, they probably only get to keep one. Free agent. Yeah. Jones, Jones didn't have a great year. I mean, at times his pre- – I mean, from what the stats guy tell me, his run defense was horrible. I now think- that Harbaugh's there, you know, in, in, in L.A., that's going to be a big problem. You mean the run defense, you mean? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. You think you think he'll run? I, I just more, more I, I, th- than... I think the Chargers are a legitimate contender now, and they oh, so this year is different. Yeah. Right, that brings up, if you don't mind, Scott, I have yeah, a topic cool. here. The first quarter played exactly like we expected, mm-hmm. AJ, and <laughs> and the fourth quarter. This is kind of a new one. I've always felt, and Steve, you've always been second half over first half scoring. Is the defensive lines get so tired? It was like we had a chance to hit every – we hit one of those same-game parlays. We hit the Debo parlay, and yeah. remember we suggested laddering going yeah, various so amounts of Yeah, even the extreme one that was 26-1, to 1, we missed by like four yards, you said. No, that was the 60-1. to 1 Oh, okay. We missed the 60-1 to 1 by four yards, by three rushing yards, because we went under – The most extreme. The most extreme, the alternate under five-and-a-half rushing yards and the 
all alternate under 32 and a half receiving yards. You went yards. to the bottom of yes. the, You turned the ladder upside down and uh, went to the he bottom. He had 33 of receiving yards, so a half a yard over, and he had eight rushing yards, so three yards. We missed it by four yards. That one, but then if you, even went, up, if you even went up one ladder, oh, you would have won. Any uh, incarnation yeah. of the Devo parlay. If you added in Mitchell, you could have done even better because we just played Jennings, right? So we, we played Juwan Jennings. We over, played yeah. Mitchell. We talked about Mitchell over, and I, I think, agree. I think AJ and I fought about that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So, but but think about this: we had the San Fran winning the first half. It could have been easy to to have the game if the total if it would have stayed that running game. Like the entering the fourth, if you had equated out and say typically how many yards additional percentage wise to the three quarter, the first three quarters on number, let's say there's another thirty three percent or whatever the number is. We would have hit the San Fran one because every number was going under, right? Mm-hmm. And in theory, we would have hit the super under one too. Remember, we had four different ones, right? One that KC was leading in half, one that San Fran was, one that there was real low scoring, and one with Debo. Yeah. We could have hit three of the four if the game would have continued one more quarter. It goes to show you the fourth quarter, that D gets tired and the score, the floodgates open. Well, yeah, if you look at the final possessions for. Uh, the Chiefs went touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. And the yardage, too. Though, like, there was no yardage in this game. Everybody was going under. Kelsey had one I, yard. Yeah. Both quarterbacks went under Kelsey for the had first one half. Catch for both one quarterbacks yard in the first went half. over for the game. That means they both went over in the second half. It's funny. I text the chain, what, about three minutes left in the third. I said, we could hit all these. <laughs> and then from that point on, it went down. <laughs> Mushed it. Although, I, although I were adamant about like, 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 like literally like baseball, you play on a game of the year under eight and zero, zero in the eighth. And you text them. Great job on the, on the going like, what the hell are you doing to me? Now we're going to lose five, four and 12. You although know. I, I, although I needed overtime help for the, uh, for, to hit my same game. Oh, I, here we go. Cause I needed uh Pacheco over rushing attempts. And he got and that, half. and he got that in overtime. He was at 16 going into the overtime. And he had two carries on that possession. You know, I would be remiss not to mention I'm old enough to remember when you could play no overtime, like minus 600. This was like a staple. We I, RJ knows this. Bet but a we, lot to win a little. We we bet a lot to win a little, and the true odds are like like seven six uh, percent that at most. That, it's like 18 that, to one. Yeah, if it's a pick'em game, maybe it'll be a little bit more. Whatever. It's like. So now you had to lay like minus twelve hundred, and I was so used to laying on this bet minus six hundred, and literally I would like have my last twenty thousand on me, and I just go, just give me, give me no overtime. Let me, let me, let me. I'm done with it. And this year I didn't, I did not make one bet on no overtime. It still rocked me because I lost like several players in overtime where I played under it post. Not that I gave them to my clients, but I got rogue lines. But um, my God, I would have gotten crushed if they would have still be dealing these no overtime minus 650 type lines. Well, several books here in town reported massive losses on the yes overtime prop. That's hilarious. So which is code for them saying we won money, but in that one prop. But that one won. prop crushed yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Got us. The, the massive Nevada losses. Nevada Gaming Commission requires reporting on how the, how all these books just so they all cry like, how was the Super Bowl? They go, oh, it was, it was, it was bad Super so, Bowl. So, 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 so. So, but not a good Super Bowl. You know what that means? That means that um, there's going to be, um, there's not going to be crab and lobster cocktails. There's going to be shrimp cocktails to celebrate the, 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 the win only being like instead of, you know, yeah. $4 million, the book's going to win $2 million. In a typical weekend when you hear him say like, yeah, it was mixed. Um, we won the big TV game and a couple others, but the second half of that Tampa Bay game didn't go our way. Exactly. That's- Think how good it is to be a bookie. So I'm betting I've got I've got one one book has KC plus one twenty two and a half. Okay, 
and another book, it's an exchange, and another book had San Fran minus 120. So, like, I'm laying minus 120, I'm taking plus 122 and a half, and I am feeling so fat because I've got a two and a half cent scalp. Think of, compare and contrast that with a typical sports book when one guy's walking up and says, give me 10 dimes on KC minus $1.10, you know, on the, on the spread. And the, other one, the next person in line is like, give me San Fran, same amount, minus $1.10, and they have a 20-cent strap. Cockroaches. Yep. Cockroaches. Yep. Yeah. I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. I got to be honest with you, not naming names, the VIG is going crazy. I mean, like the the, the, the 30-cent straddles, the 40-cent straddles, the the three-way betting. Yeah, yeah, everything they're trying to make, like, first quarters. Like, think about it. They did this with the first quarter. Instead of Kansas, Kansas City plus minus 105, San Fran minus 115, oh, they're like, Oh, Kansas City's like plus 110, San Fran's minus 100, and the tie is like 3-1. to one. And then it ties, and everybody loses who bet on that. You, you know, know just- I think I might come out of retirement. I'm not retired, but I mentally try to be. <laughs> you know what's funny? I hear about people retiring, and it's like I've never even contemplated that. Like, But you, you hear all the time, oh, this guy's 52. You know, he's retired. It's like, how does that happen? I mean, I'm not saying how do you get enough money. I'm saying how do you have such lack of ambition 
that you want to do nothing when you're like got 20 years of work left in you. Well, you could play poker for full time. That'd so, be fun. Some people like traveling and fishing. Hawaii. Yeah, lazy people. <laughs> no, I think it's island. great. Listen, to me, back at, before America, in a way, in most places in the world ever in the history of time, you had to be rich and powerful to stay safe. Right. Like literally, if you weren't rich or powerful, they'd come and take your wife and bring her off to be a slave. I mean, like it was wild shit. Not, so back then it made sense. You had to keep fighting to always have power to protect yourself here in this country. If you're broke, broke, you get oppressed. I mean, if you know bail that or bail, but you don't have the money. But if you are even making 50 a year by yourself, let's say, and you save a little, you can buy a lawyer if you need one. In general, you're safe. So it kind of doesn't make as much sense. I agree to be as fanatical about aspirations. Unless, you know, if you have, like, a brilliant kid that has to go to Stanford, you gotta, you got to be at, you know. But in general, you can live modestly and safely here in a way that it's hard in, throughout the history. If you were king back in the mid-1800s and you mm -hmm. got to do that for, like, six months, you'd be like, oh, God, I'll go work as a barista in, in 2024. Because of the stress? No, because it's like your life is so much better. Oh. You can you just sit back and get stoned and watch Godfather 1 and 2, you know, every night. How, well, how much would a, uh, a sultan from 500 years ago pay for an iPhone? Oh, ex great point. With a network. <laughs> I mean, I've, 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 a printer. Like, like I mean, I, I mean, anything. You know, hey, I, I, you're oh, talking but about I was going to talk about retirement. Go ahead. You were talking about cockroaches. Okay? Yeah, I yeah. got to give I got to give my old nemesis, Chris Andrews, some credit here okay. at South Point. I'm sure you saw he dealt a dime line on the Super Bowl. So he was dealing minus 120 plus 110. So it, but, it, but that's a brilliant move because he's a loss leader. Right, where it, maybe he does. How, it's funny how even it, we're, we're so ingrained, like on, on these cockroaches, that he's stealing a ten cent line. People are taking plus one ten and laying a dollar twenty, and you're calling it a loss leader. I love that. Well, but he's probably it's probably he's losing money. He might not lose money net net, but he's losing profit. He could have exactly. Had. But the yes. theory is he gets him in the book. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just wonder how much what, was he taking huge bets? Because if he took a bunch of fifty thousand dollar bets, yeah. maybe it wasn't. You know, if he did like if he said for the oh, this, this, it might be a dime limit. That's true. This would be a smart move, right? For the Super Bowl or anything. Say, I want the people to take back because people are not price sensitive. If you're listening and you're not price sensitive to odds, you're making a gigantic mistake. Fez, do you know one really good proven longtime winner that makes a living from betting that isn't penny sensitive? None. I doesn't mean, mean does they don't exist, but I don't know them. So, hey, you, I can get 101 over there, and I'm getting 102 over here. I'm going over there. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have to drive five miles. I'll send someone, or I'll go drive. It doesn't matter. It's the penny is how you accumulate these edges, right? Yeah, and what happens so often is people compare, oh, minus 105 versus minus 110, no big deal. But a much better way to look at it is to think about chop off the, the one zero. You're paying $0.05 cents versus $0.10. Cents. Do you want to pay $5 for gas or do you want to pay $10 a gallon for gas? Oh, and by the way, you're driving a semi-tractor trailer that you need to fill up and it's on vapor. It's a 50% discount of the edge that ruins most batters. Yep. So I think coming out of retirement, jokingly, we got to start making a part of the show every week with the weekly show is, and by the way, an announcement of that, we're going to do Thursday this week. So tape, uh, well, let's think about this. Tape Thursday, put it out Friday morning, and probably keep that because we like it during the off season to have access to the whole weekend and all that. And Fez has Valentine's, you know, Valentine's Day is Wednesday. So, right? Is that right? Yes. And by the way, if you haven't made your reservations yet, you might be screwed. AJ, do you make <laughs> does, your reservations? Does DoorDash? I'll, I'll, be out of, I'll be out of state. That's does, right. Does DoorDash require 
reservations? You know, I've never door dashed. Mm. Oh, do you ever never. Uber Eats or anything like that? The wife does. But oh, I mean, yeah. She orders. I don't know where yeah, it comes from. Yeah, that stuff that comes they... in styrofoam, yeah. she didn't cook. But yeah. in case you're wondering, like the shrimp. <laughs> it's like, you know, she can do pizza like it's from a I don't know where she gets those cardboard boxes I said I, I you know, not an hour ago I said we are just going to talk football nothing else if when I order pizza should I have it delivered or should I pick it up I like to pick it up because it's cold half the well, time well listen he owns a he has a percentage interest in a pizzeria depends on talk to uh, me Scotty listen you got to know who's delivering it you got quality control is important what type of bag are they using you know is let it, me it, ask you this yeah Vegas has a place that's really highly regarded they deliver you the pizza made but not cooked. Really? So the theory is you throw it then in you the oven. You're supposed to put it in the oven yourself? You slide it in the oven. No, no, no. No, no, no thanks. Okay. The, but the, 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 it's like in between Kramer's make your own no, pie. No, no, yeah, okay. it's, it's dumb because you order a pizza and, and you choose your pizzeria based on like a stone their brick. cooking methods. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. oven, the taste of the pizza comes from the oven. Everyone, everyone can get the same ingredients. I want that, I want that coal the same fired. It's true, the coal fired oven. That's an interesting point. Here in this country, there's only a certain amount of, of companies that, do, that 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 distribute the ingredients here. So everyone's getting the same stuff, but it's the oven. I think you make a that's good point. how you do the difference. Have you ever heard in in the New York, New Jersey area of the Manor House? Yes. Okay. So imagine Manor House being said with a Jersey accent, right? So we're up in. Uh, I used to do football camps with my best buddy who was in the, you know, did them, and I would hang out and talk to coaches. And we always went to Jersey for this stuff. And one time we heard about the Manor House, right? Because we love pizza. And we said, what do you think to this big fat guy that was a Jersey guy, like big? He goes, uh, like, what do you think of the Manor House? He goes, ah, the Manor House. He goes, don't believe the hype. He goes, <laughs> it's like the, the, there's like there is passionate about pizza in Jersey and New York as, as the, the Jets. Would you agree with that? Yes, <laughs> I love. Everyone's pizza. got a spot. All right, so here's what I want to do, Feds. I want to have one segment in every show, in which we start building evergreen segments that we can then compile into another like, pod, a teaching pod that says, "Here's how to figure the vig." Here's like, we just look at any given bet we see during the week that we think the players are being exploited. And we break down the why. And then we can have blog posts and just make it where there's like a repository of, hey, learn these 38 things to avoid, let's say, eventually. You like that? Because I, I, I think there's more new betters than ever, and they don't know about price sensitivity. Exactly right. And you know, one of the things that I've seen that the dastardly bookie has been doing is so like with team totals in all sports, they don't deal them minus 110. They deal them minus 115. All Each right. way, so a 30-cent straddle. Right, but you know what they're doing? These cockroaches, what they do is they put one side minus 110 and one side minus 120. So they kind of hide it mm-hmm, from mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. in that, oh, I, people think I'm only laying minus 110. And normally, like, if the if the, if the total is 23.8, they make it 24. And the over, it, it, in this case, would be minus 110 and the under would be minus 120. You see, and so yeah. the person's like, oh, I'm, I'm paying standard VIG when they're really paying minus 115 pricing on each side. Here's what I thought was egregious. Three-way, let's say, who wins the first half? Mm-hmm. And it's team A is minus 105, team B is minus 105, and tie is like 9 to 1. So they're actually saying there's a third way. You're going to lay – this is a three-way prop. Obviously, the tie is the least likely. But we're going to make you lay 105, and there's a chance you get scooped. It's like going to a roulette wheel with the green on it, uh-huh. all right? And instead – so you bet $20, right? And you bet $21 on red. And if red if green lands, you lose. And if red lands, you get base twenty, right? It's crazy. It's, I mean, it, and it's like no one. And I see just this season, 
the odds have gotten worse. The whole percentage has gone way up mm. from the first week till now. They have figured they kept taking it up, and no one's complaining. So they keep doing, or or not enough people are complaining. This is very very prudent because what RJ is nailing it across the board. What's happening is the casinos are all having meetings. How can we increase our hold? All right, we don't need to increase our handle if we're making more money per dollar wagered. So what they've done, like on blackjack tables, they might keep the traditional rules, but now they got the sucker bets, like side bets, the uh, side pair, bets, pair plus, the pretty queens yeah. or the super. But kings. that's what everyone's interested and in. Everyone yes. wants to play it, and also, and it. they instruct their dealers every time a guy gets a pair of suited kings. Oh. Yep, you would have had it. You would have had five to one right there. Five to one (laughs) suited, exactly. And so, and that's happening like the three across the board with um and the sports books also, like you said, with the three way bets. I won't play those other bets on the uh, blackjack table. I always say, I always said. If they if it was profitable for me, they wouldn't put it on this table. That's like you don't tip typically either. So. Oh please, <laughs> I, I will not tip a dealer that that that, that recommends the side bets. She, when she does that uh. to me, I will like that. Thank you. You're, you're, well, I you don't better care. be getting compensated for the shilling you're doing. Like they're shill- <laughs> But let me ask you this question, Faz. I personally, I don't think you've bought. It's bit you yet. It's bit Scott. It's bit AJ. It's bit me. I'm so much less interested in talking side and total. It, to me, that these, especially these same game parlays, are so handicappingly, richly fascinating to me. Oh, intellectually, it it, it absolutely dominates. There's no reason like to like, especially a Super Bowl where it's like so analyzed and like. And I got to be honest, like I like Kansas City. All right, I didn't yeah. give it out to my client. I, said, I think Kansas City was the clear right side. I said, and I, like, I don't think in hindsight, I don't think that's wrong. I really don't. I, you know, I I I do think. That if San Fran did get several players injured and they did, but they weren't even the injured. Half. There was only one that was injured enough to leave the game. The Dre Greenlaw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty yeah. important. Running out onto the well, no, no, he he was what the twelfth most important coming in that game. Where would you put Greenlaw? Oh gosh, I'm the wrong guy. I would have said fourth just because I'm aware fourth, of him. fourth on defense on defense. Fourth. Oh, okay, yeah. so then you're saying right around half. Of, you yeah, know. not even close. I mean. It, off the top of the head, you got Bosa, you got Young, you got Ward, you got. Yeah. Well, young people can quite. What I'm yeah. saying is, he was probably. Youngest and, yeah. Well, I, he played well. I, I mean, yeah, but going in. I think you could say 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, maybe. Yeah, fine. Right? Yeah, if you lose your 13th, 12th best but player. But Debo getting banged up, people would put him top three. Except he was banged up, but he played. Everyone banged up. That's why. That's why Scott's ladder. Like he climbed the ladder. Scott's ladder. ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Our ladder. It was mine. It's a team. Team. Yeah, it's a team. But. You just said something. You said it's it's more intellectually interesting, the same game parlays, and we know it's more titillating to the non-intellectual. The person that just wants action. No, uh, or when RJ said the non-intellectual, he looked right at me. No, for those who I couldn't see, at you, and then I <laughs> he stared at right at me and said, for the non-intellectual, those then he paying, looked away sadly. Those who are paying attention, <laughs> the titillating is the, uh, the vocabulary word of the day that is not often used but was perfectly utilized, as RJ does often. <laughs> you can tell we were just talking business. He's all being sweet. Now, let me, let me, ask, you a que- <laughs> let me ask you a question. Are, aren't you drawn to him, AJ? I, I think I'm less than you. Yeah, because I because of the intellectual. Now, right. But what I'm saying is I think it appeals to both the – you know, Bob Dylan uh, has a great line. It says, uh, I've never known love outside my door, blah, blah, blah. He goes, it's always hit me from below. Love always hit – which is code for like, you know, base, animal, sexual, right? Down there. I think it hits you down there and it hits you up here. And if something hits you both places – it, it's hitting you. Scott, be honest. You love having a 16 parlay that's 4-0. Oh. 
better than anything. Your girlfriend's oh, like, oh, oh yeah. Listen, we don't I, need to watch I, the like game. I, no. I do. Listen, I do same game parlays every single week. Right. This past week, I hit it. Felt good about it. And you uh, got and you won for the season off the one hit. It was yes. like twenty four to one or whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was twenty two to one. Yeah. Have you ever but, said I'll check the scores tomorrow morning? On no, a, of course not. No, but <laughs> I've also like I've also been there where like I mean I feel like I'm the king of losing by one leg, right? And and it's always like I go back and I, I go back and I'm like, oh my goodness, why did I do Kittle over three and a half? I could have done the alternate so Kittle over two. You it's know? like a, it's like a slot machine. It gives you the almost payout that actually draws you in yeah. more. If you play an eighteen parlay. Um, for every winner, how many times will you miss by one? Oh, that's interesting. So eight times, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me see. For every time that you win seven, how often will every you win? Every time it? you win, you go eight and no. How many times will you go seven and one? Okay, so I think you already people, answered. Yeah, the people would say 50 50. It's yeah. two to one. Okay, yeah, because it's, act- it's actually eight. T- so you're going to have eight missed by one. So, Scott, mm-hmm. you, it's, you're not being unlucky. No, it's just that's what happens. Yeah. Yes. That's why it keeps ramping up. But what I'm saying is, Steve, you just said it's so much more intellectually interesting. He just said, and we all are saying how titillating it is. So you get the dummies playing it, and you got the, the the brilliant people playing it. And it's not like people are one or the other. There's some dummy brilliant and brilliant dummies, and together it's affecting them both high and low. I think what we got to do is figure a way to beat it. Because if we, I can think we have. It, I think we've gotten close. We've hit a bunch this season, and, and I think that we have figured out the right way to we go about for these sure. game We've won for sure. I, I, will, I will volunteer uh-huh. something. And, and you couldn't play this at very many books, okay? okay? But this was really clever. My friend Pastrami came up with this. Mm-hmm. So he researched. So San Francisco, and I'm sorry to bring it up after the fact, and most places oh. didn't let you play. San Francisco calls tails seven straight times during the season. Tails, 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 tails. And they've had a very successful season. So it was very likely they would call tails. Well, what good does that do me? Well, you could find a book, what will they call? But that's kind of predetermined knowledge. Some books don't offer that. But what one book at least did offer, you could parlay team to win the coin toss to what the coin toss would land on. And if the coin toss was going to land tails, then San Fran. So on a 50-50 proposition, you were getting a, a parlay price. Exactly. So let's Something think, to look for. Yeah, yeah. So let's think about this a second. Is It hit me, and I just want to throw it out there for a quick discussion. The tackles parlayed with the catches. So one of the things that I heard mm. people say was, that, for example, we knew Kittle or we knew that, um, let's think about that, Kelsey was going to get a lot of throws to him, right? So the question is, do we think he is or isn't? If we think he is, then do we look at Fred Fred Warner Warner mm-hmm. to have over tackles? Well, so well, like, that's good. That yeah, makes sense. So your cornerback bet, how did it do? Uh, easy winner. Okay. Because I, I can't remember. Did you have the um, – did you have the San Fran quarter cornerbacks or the KC? San Fran corner, yeah. Charvarius Ward under four and a half. I think. How many I, did he get? Two. Four. I, oh, he had four. Oh, did he have four? Oh, he had two up until the very end. Then. See, so I, I actually was worried play. about that because what what the, did you notice that Isaiah um, Pacheco? No, no, no. The the receiver that the second round pick. Am I Isaiah the wrong for Kansas City? He's the best. Rushy Rice. Rushy Rice. Rice. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. So Rice. They said he that, that that what the San Fran defense gives up is little out mm, like little, pearls. little yeah little well he was saying like more like uh, seven yards and out and you get a quick seven it's like a quick seven quick seven his over under was like six and a half it's like that seemed way high well the theory was against his D they were going to be thrown mm. over there like a lot of five yard gains I think he hit was six it? six catches on eight targets yeah but but how many yards it was like four thirty nine. Mm. So, so 
I started thinking, well, that makes sense that the cornerback would be tackling a lot in theory, right? Because if he's going out of bounds, but he pushes him, do they get in this? No, it, it is. But remember, I took the cornerback who was gonna, who was opposite Rashi Rice's side. Now, that's smart. Yeah. Because, but you weren't thinking there was going to be so many of those little outs, but you were thinking he's going to get out I was of the All the targets are going to go to Rice. Yeah, but so it, I, when I downloaded all the play-by-play again, right? And I'm looking to see in each defense – What's the correlation between who catches the ball and who gets tackles? Because in some D, maybe the safety covers the tight end. Mm -hmm. And if we can find correlations and then you come in against a good tight end, all of a sudden we go his catches over with the the D-back, whoever's guarding him, over tackles. I I think that – you know, pulling back the curtain, your emphasis on the defense makes so much sense in it because everybody focuses on the offense. So if you, you I look at the NBA, right? If a guy has a tough matchup, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's going for a really good defensive center and he plays in the paint, he's probably going to go under, right? I mean, so it just makes sense. The matchup is oftentimes much more important than what that player's average has been. But this is even better because in that one, you can bet against the offense, but you can't bet on the defense. Yeah. Here you can bet on or off both sides of the ball and, and it's a it'll be correlated you know and and the defense frankly is like like the next frontier that i'm thinking like like going forward in these super bowls like aj's handicap on ward that that was good that makes so much sense to really focus on that did did the san fran punter not get there he did not get there every punt was 50 yards yep he was right at it every time i saw you like kc punter went over he had like five punts and and he averaged over 50 yards how does he not get a 56 yard but i heard people celebrating that one that one punt would go over a certain amount why? Why was it that we split it out like that? Wasn't up yet that prop. That, okay. Yeah, it was because it went oh the one went way over. Yeah, sixty one. Yeah. The, the yeah, the sixty something yard. Well, listen, if you got two pieces and one was a lock and the other was tight, that's a good bat. I'll take it. I mean, that's the you know you went through. It's actually quarters. the 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 punter we didn't expect to boom the longest was the one that did. The, it Townsend. Yep. Got the longest one. So I'll keep you guys inch or updated, but I do think the idea of how defenses defend and the idea that the receive I mean, to end this part of the conversation, just think you knew for a fact that so-and-so will catch a lot of screen passes, right? And let's say that against screens, this DN tends to gobble them up if mm-hmm. they screen left, and they're going to screen left. Well, they may or may not screen left, right? So, But the theory is if they do, which we expect them to, that guy's going to have – so you go over receptions yeah. and over tackles. Or if it doesn't happen, you go under and under because if his main job is – and I don't think that maybe in that case they had the cornerback up a little bit. I don't think they did because it wasn't even the Isaiah – or I keep saying Isaiah. Rashi Rice. Yeah, Rashi Rice's side – but, boy, I think there's some stuff, hey, to make there. Does that make sense? It does. And the correlation, I think, is fascinating. Absolutely. And I think in the, in the Super Bowls, like the, stand, the big like conference championship games, there's props on almost every defensive player. And I think we're, what's, where are these books going to compete at? It's going to be at not at price, obviously. It's at menu. They're going to be uh, how wide of a menu. Mm-hmm. So I think you're just going to see more and more. Because when I saw there be hundreds of props in-game, that, that blew my – I mean, it was like the technology that takes. It's amazing. You know, I never really realized this, but it. I heard this, and it, it was eye-opening. I was like, what a great take. It was actually from the prop queen, Ariel Epstein. Okay. And I was, so I was listening to her, and I, it, it made so much – I love this analysis. What was it? She was talking about the East Coast versus the West Coast, all right? And Vegas is dinosaurs, and we don't deal very much product on all these props, whereas the DraftKings and the FanDuels are are so much better giving the consumer such better choices. Why? Because that's what the consumers have been betting the last 25 years. None of this was legal in New York 
or New Jersey. And so they had fantasy football. They had fantasy basketball uh-huh. league. So these, so what happened is all the clientele was used to doing their handicapping on how many yards quarterbacks would throw for their fantasy that's leagues. An interesting point. Yeah. And yeah. for their yeah. daily fantasy. So that's what the clientele wanted. So, of course, when they finally legalized, they offered that you know, to, to, to be able that's, to bet on. That's a great and, point. And what are you seeing now is – you have a company like Prize Picks, who all they do now is it's a sports book for fantasy stats. Mm-hmm. And DraftKings launched theirs, Pick Six, which is the same thing, which is just you have to pick players. Will they go well, over I think it's under? Legally different. It's not any kind. Yeah, sure, sure. But this is what this is now. What these sports books are starting to embrace. Would it shock you? If next season, Caesars, William Hill, BetMGM, whatever here in town, says, we have a new offering for you. Pick four players. Are they going to go over or under their props and play that? They're all <laughs> launching new apps. They, exactly. They, they rushed they, the, the, the Caesars, MGM, rushed to put out new apps before the Super Bowl to take advantage of all this. I would say this. the Where Vegas trails is technology. Because they've all they've always looked at sports betting as an amenity, something they had to provide so the blackjack player doesn't That's go great across the street. Point. And they didn't want to spend money. That's why they bought computer bet systems on a license instead of develop their own. Station spent ten million trying to develop their own over years. They never I think they did eventually. The technology it takes to have in game betting that is updating so many things, not on commercials, but in between plays, is a massive Hundred two hundred million dollar type investment. Most of these books aren't going to make. What they have now is the William Hill and Caesars app. You can watch the game on the app. Wow! So that at least it's a lie. That's always the sync up is always the one you of can the questions. Watch the game on the app, and then the menu is below the window, and you could. But is it bet on? You can the, bet something like how many yards will so and so have the rest of the game in well, between plays? Whatever they're offering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, Caesar's, you can watch Caesar's the game. That. You can watch the game through the app. Only certain games. Like like the Super Bowl and some standalone games, whichever ones they have the rights to, like you can watch yeah. the games. We talk in about the app. like how being the king sucked like 150 years ago. So like if if we went back to well, it Vegas, was the best scenario of all the choices, right? But if we went back to Vegas, like in the 1980s, I'm old enough to remember the old Stardust, yeah. where you know how we watched games. We watched it like putting her, like watching the ticker. You know, it's like BYU 31, Hawaii 10. You know, well, that's what quarter. Alan Boston still talks yeah. about. He likes to consume the games because he's used to that ticker feel. I mean, listen, I would like to – if I had a choice to bet now or bet then, I would be back then. Yes. Because the lines were so much – so soft. Exactly. Yes. exactly. And there's so many – you know what? There's 24 different independent sports books in Nevada. So, like, literally we would just – like, you, you park your car downtown and you go from place to place to place to place. And even on the Strip, you go to the Imperial Palace. You, you go to Barbary Coast. It was just amazing. It wouldn't be unusual. Oh, here's one baseball team. The Mets are plus 104, and, you know, they're playing St. Louis, and St. Louis is plus 102. Well, we still see the same thing, except it's only on things that's not on the screen. Meaning, it, it, it's the ability for it all to be in real time is what prevent what scalps those things out. If you look at props or whatever that aren't on the screen, you see that all the time. Exactly, like golfer matchups, or even like AJ, like an MMA, like a, a round prop you might see an over minus one ten and an under plus one thirty, right? Yeah. So I have an idea, and Fez, I want your thought, but I want you two to be the players in this case. All right. So a guy goes into a pool hall. No, two men and a stranger was uh, is um, imagine this. You're at home. You got your TV set up or maybe even we robust those out. You got a headset on that has a mic. So you're now talking on a group call or whatever. 
and we got people who are specializing in maybe someone who's playing the role of you ask, hey, check how many fumbles there's been, you know, that kind of thing. We have other, uh, maybe someone else watching a game. Let's forget about the exact setup, but we got a setup where multiple people are involved, and you're just almost like a guy shouting to, on the stock exchange, but you're the guy that's in the ear of the people that say, you know, buy it to the moon, and they're going 28, 30, and you're saying like, Okay, let's see. If this comes in a plus money, all right, it's plus money. Buy, buy on. And then if if there, if we sold access, and this would be one we'd give, you know, give you a chance to explore it, but it would have to be limited. I think we could get a hundred people on there that would, you know, meaning without affecting the lines too much, because it doesn't seem like they really have time to move them. Right? Like if, if you're in game and if it got hit, let's say William or um DraftKings, let's say got hit a hundred times with twenty, thirty, fifty dollar bets. That would be like such a drop in the bucket to what they take in. It would almost not affect them, right? If yes, we, spot on. This, and this, we, I do something, you know, to a very small scale with the betters I do. And like there was a game the other night where it was like an 18 point differential with three minutes to go. And like we're like they're fouling like crazy, you know. It's like the team that's behind. You, but know. you guys aren't live. You you're one that if you're watching a game and you see something really hot, you spread it to your people. Well, we're on a conference call. There's uh, like during four, the whole game. Not just just select times because it's too exhausting. It's like overwhelming to be on that conference call for for more. So we tend to try to do it in the end games of college basketball games. And then they are all executing on their own. Yes, and we're you're all executing on exactly. your own. Exactly. We're all just sharing information, and then everybody makes their own decisions. And every now and then, someone will yell. You know, get me a nickel on Kansas. What, what percentage of the time would you say the there's three people and you, a fourth? What percentage of the time are you the one saying, hey, here's the bat? And is it about equal? Or are you, are you the one announcing what you think the bat should be more? Or how's it split out? Pastrami does half the talking. He's okay. the best. Uh, he's the best. And then you, so of your bets you make, how many are Pastrami's, uh, you know, the guy's name in, in our parlance, and how many of them are yours? You think, and then what, you're about a quarter, he's half, and the other two yeah, are Yeah, and sometimes quarter? it's two, sometimes it's five people. I'm just averaging and, three and, or four. And does Pastrami, when he sees things, do you tend to see them later because he's taught you what to look for by telling you hey that's a bet like do you think you learn from it yes he's he but he's the best so that what i'm saying is even let's forget pastrami for a second you are so much better than almost anyone that would be on that call i feel not like every- a master playing a grandmaster frankly yeah, yeah. i'm like i'm a master okay. but like like even the tone of my in the voice, chest yeah even the tone of my voice when pastrami's on the call i'm like my dominating self-assured Maybe a little arrogant Fezzik, but when Pastrami's on the call, I'm like, I'm like, listen to the grandmaster. But 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 the relative advantage you have having him a level above you means the people who you were a level above would benefit equally. It seems like you could scale out what we're doing by like a hundred. Would you want to be on that call? Yeah. I mean, like a Monday night game, maybe be the big games. Mm-hmm. I think that's a hot idea. And I think I think Monday we, night football. Yeah. Yeah. And we what we could do is get, cast. is get staff <laughs> get staff cast. in place to do a lot of the grunt Player work. Player props. Think about how good that would be. Oh, Debo just limped off. Let's yeah. get let's, let's, let's get in on we, Jennings we an right ex, now. We would need an expert in at least a couple areas. Yeah. Let's think on that. Yes. Fez cast. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> well, remember he had the great idea of a Fez deck, like the Nasdaq, but the yeah. Fez deck. I like that. That's a good name. So what are we talking about, host? <laughs> I think this was a the assassination of Jesse James. <laughs> well, I mean, what are we wrapping up with? Well, I guess closing thoughts. Would you place a bet on the Chiefs next year? Yes. Well, you or want no? to read the odds for us? San Francisco is your favorite at plus five fifty to win next year's Super Bowl. 
and the Chiefs are your second favorite, and they are uh, shortly behind San Francisco right now at plus 650. So, AJ, we were debating Kyle Shanahan as a head coach versus a play caller. Are you starting to see maybe my point? Yeah. Is he is so good as a play caller, he's worth being a head coach? Yeah. I'm just not sure he's a good head coach. I think he's a good head coach. I don't know if he's like outside of play calling. Uh, oh no, no. I mean, I, I think. I mean, he's obviously. I, I just meant like I don't know that I would. I can consider him like an elite level head coach, which there, is what I wanted to do before. If you split Kyle into a uh, Kyle number one's the OC, would you hire Kyle number two to be the coach? If he didn't have the powers of the OC, the no. OC stays. No. Yeah, I don't think so. And now you add in the pre- the idea that it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You think if they're up by 10 the next Super Bowl, if he's in the next one, that's not going to be in the back of the players' minds? Mm-hmm. It's a major problem. Okay, season win numbers. Uh, you can bet these against me if you have an opinion. San Fran, not the audience, you guys. San Fran, 11.5. Right. Kansas City, 11.25. Kansas City's at 10.5. All right, I'm going under 11.25. <laughs> He just said all hot and I did. Yeah, I'll yep. go under. Uh, so, do we have all of them? No, no I just, I just, I just. There is, there is odds. Out, right? I had no idea they were out. There's no, the odds up on. Are up, aren't they? For only, only for the 49ers and Chiefs right now. How did yeah. you not like lead with that? No, <laughs> listen, you, were, I had no you wanted idea. to talk about overtime. So, 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 what are Scott? What are the odds on San Fran and Kansas City for their season one? San Francisco over 11, uh, 11 and a half. The over plus one twenty five. The under minus one fifty. Okay. Chiefs ten and a half. The over minus one thirty. Under plus one ten. Now both of those, I like the under San Fran the most. I think I like both unders. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I yeah. like KC over. I like KC over. Although we expect the Chargers. Well, to Andy Reid went over and over and over, and now he didn't this they, year. They, right? they, well, they won eleven, so they won but enough they were to go. Yeah, but, but this yeah. number's ten and a half. Yeah. So, so I would I would make the case everything went wrong. It's like well, that, that movie. Um, with Danny DeVito um, and Bette Midler, ruthless people. He's like, okay. they said if anything went wrong, they'd kill her. Well, things went pretty damn <laughs> wrong for the Chiefs this year. They still won 11. You know, I, have you guys ever seen the movie? Uh, someone was talking about this today, and it reminded me. It had Mickey Rourke in it, Body Heat. No. Oh, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Oh my God, you say that about every crazy no, movie. No, no, no. This is what we got. It's the great. It's the greatest villainous in in name of a, a better villainous. There's like a murder. Like I, mean, I, I haven't seen it either, but there's a murder. Yeah, I want to see it. There's a murder, and then Mickey Rourke is talking to the guy that's suspected. He goes, "When there's a murder, he goes, there's 20 things that a genius would see, remember not to do, but there's 40 things that he could do and get caught." And you're no genius. <laughs> I, I want to see that just for that line. <laughs> like, if you're a genius, you forgot 20 things, and you're no genius. I'm willing to make a bet that RJ will watch this movie and he'll come back and say, Fez, I couldn't believe it, but this was one of the top five villains of all time. No, probably. Probably. You're, you'd be on that list, Steve Fezzik. <laughs> Darth Vader. Against the, against the bookies and the <laughs> So we, we, know, we know what the opponents are for next year. We don't know the schedule. Yeah, 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 the yeah. schedule. So for the Chiefs, the 10 and a half, here are their home games. Ravens, Bengals, Broncos. Oh, you know what? Let me make, make a suggestion. Omit the division games because we all know that. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, I didn't get to the division yet. So, yeah, so no, who's the Broncos, Broncos? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so do the one seeds, right? Yes. So they're going to be against the number ones in the division, right? So Baltimore. So Baltimore. Buffalo. Houston. Well, uh, I'm just doing. I'll go home and away first because yeah. I have it listed here. Home. So home games: Baltimore, Cincinnati, Houston, New Orleans, and Tampa. Oh dear. All right, so they're playing the South. 
and then their away games, Atlanta, Buffalo, Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. So playing the North is a big negative for them. All right. But playing the South and the uh, NFC is a, a positive. Yes, yes. Uh, and their division is looking uh, Good. rough. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because yeah. Chargers in theory are better. Yep. Denver's better. All right. Vegas should be. I like. Say. I like. I like your under eleven point two five. All right. 49ers opponents at home. Uh, forget about the division. We'll go Bears, Lions, Ooh. Jets, Patriots, Chiefs. Well, right, let's Cowboys. stop. So let's talk about the North. They're playing the North in the NFC. Mm-hmm. That's a negative. Green Bay's good. Detroit's good. Minnesota. I don't think so. Average. Average. Her cousins. They're playing the AF. They're playing the AFC East. Oh, that's not so well. Jets, Patriots, Bills, and Dolphins. So the Jets are the question, right? Because yeah. we know Miami and Buffalo will be good. The Jets will probably be lined at nine wins. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy, and then they have the first place schedule. Yeah. yeah so I, which, but isn't as bad. It's going to be Philly. Oh no, that'll be Dallas. But these teams always have it's the first. Da- it's Dallas, Tampa, it's Tampa, Detroit. Uh, no, they're already playing. Well, they're already oh, yeah. yeah, so it was just a two game. Yeah, okay. You know, I was I've been hypercritical of football outsiders because they've condensed the teams in to the point where like they're projected. Everybody's projected to win between like ten point yeah. three and six point seven. So just games. to be clear, this is now Aaron Shots more yeah. than them. Yeah, okay. Yes, but this year. They had a stellar year, I believe, in terms of you had all these Kansas City teams that didn't win 13, that only won, you know, their 11 games. It does. It does feel like, man, if Philly, that's interesting. So Philly got one Philly of their went under 11. And a half. Yeah, Philly got one of their main guys though. That is, he wants. He had two good D line years, or I think rush end, and now he's looking. What's his name? I forget. Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Is that is that? Yeah. Okay. So he they gave him permission to go for a trade. Yeah. Jeez. What's going on in that building? Do you see uh, who the the front runner if if Chicago decides to trade Justin Fields? Who the uh, Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'd be. Listen, you get him for a second, I would be interested in that. Well, they did just release Trubisky, so. Oh, did they finally? <laughs> Didn't they get him for a second? You think? Well, I'm, I'm saying that I've heard heard people say they'd be lucky to get a second. I think they get two ones, and I don't think Pittsburgh plays two ones. Okay, but I think they probably get two ones. You know how many desperate teams there are for? I think so too. I mean, I, you gotta say Fields has got more optimism than Atlanta had with, with Desmond Ritter. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. coming in the year, you would have had. In th- retrospect, Marcus Mariota was better. Yeah, and he wasn't very good. No, he wasn't. I mean, I, I wonder if they from. The dude was here from Chicago, the doctor or the soon-to-be doctor, mm-hmm. right? He said that it's 80-20. They love fields. Yeah. yeah. you got to wonder how much that affects things. I don't know. I don't think he's been studying enough. I'm worried about him because he knew a lot about football. <laughs> well, he's yeah. going to be like the, the next injury expert. <laughs> I just I just Dr. hope. Dr. Chow. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This is a great conversation, a good way to tie a bow around uh, the football season. I, t- I wouldn't say tie a full bow because on no. the Dream Pod – We'll certainly. Uh, oh, well, listen, uh, yeah. we're going to recap the season. Mm-hmm. And I think the win total should be out. I think we all make one over and one under this week. Will well, all think, win totals? I don't, I don't think, think all win totals. I think I, this is an aberration. I don't think they'll be out until this, the schedule release. It only takes one book to put them out. I'll and, bet. I'll bet dinner. All right, we'll bet dinner that there will be a full schedule out from RJ book. Bell, Inc. Yeah. No, okay. No, any place, <laughs> at any place you can bet. You know what we should do, though? If, if you don't mind, and you guys can collaborate, maybe do it on the show if you want, you know, before our show. Let's come in with a number for every team. I like that. Right? Because mm. if you can, if you can't make your own number, in theory, yeah. you're supposed to be able to Hell, make Hell, I made my numbers without even looking at the schedule. Yeah, you were only off by three quarters of a game on one. <laughs>
I made eleven and a quarter, and it's ten point seven. Right, so I was right. off by half a game. But but I do think it's a good exercise, right? Yeah. And I will say this: I don't want to give hints, but what I have found is if you look at the cap number, I mean the way though it didn't work out the way Seattle looked. Teams with money to spend. Uh, yeah, they do. And then they spend the money, and then that team's total goes up. Which makes the Rams amazing that they spent so little money this year. You know the two smallest spenders in the whole league was Green Bay wow. and the Rams? Mm. Well, Green Bay was dicey to go over for the longest time. But they, they at the end of the on. year, they were what, the seventh, eighth best, sixth, seventh, eighth best Green team? Bay, what do you think, Green Bay, 9.75? Well, I hear that actually – their odds are like Super Bowl thirty to one. Am I hearing that? Remembering that right? Twenty to one. All right, I heard there was thirty out there. So you go over nine and a half. Nine and a half's high. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I tell you this. I bet it comes in at nine and a quarter. Ooh, I was. I, was I mean, twenty five or twenty twenty five to one comes doesn't come out to nine and a half. Public team. And they. Well, then why is it? Why is the Super Bowl odds twenty? I mean, where are you getting those numbers They're from? Early. That's early. Okay. Yeah. People aren't betting. They, they just got done losing their money on the Super Bowl. They need to They need to save a few paychecks. The Packers right now have the same payout, same odds as the Eagles and the Cowboys. Wow. Wow. 9.75. Yeah, but that's actually saying more about the negative of the – I mean, because how many teams are above them, those te- – I mean, I bet there's, what, six or seven above 20 to 1. Seven. Right? Yeah. How many in the NFC? Just the Niners and the Lions? Just the Niners and the Lions. Well, I guess to some degree, Green Bay is hurt by the fact they're underdogs against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Maybe you think they should be or shouldn't, but well, this is what's interesting because well, I spe- think- speaking of those odds, you mentioned that well, we talk about only the, the NFC teams right now up on DraftKings, AFC minus one twenty-five, NFC plus one hundred five Super Bowl next year. Oh, so Fez, how do we? I forgot about it's that. Chopped. We, 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 well, we, we could have. We had plus money on both we, sides. We, no, we had plus two and a half and plus one and a half. We had plus but point we, spread. But we also had plus money. You better look at your accounting on that yeah. one. I know for a fact we had yeah. it hybrid yeah. there. Um, I can't remember which side. But I tell you, we were – so we had what? We had plus uh, – just – NFC I mean, plus two and a half. Uh-huh. And then we had like plus 125. And then we had AFC plus one and a half. So now he's saying, yeah, we did have that 125. Yeah. Didn't we? But what I'm saying is that was a sweet move. I tell you this. I think there's going to be NBA potential just talking about the offseason. What have we seen? MVPs can surge. I mean, this thing, I, I don't want to get upset over it. Lamar having 49 first-place votes. And people acting like it was crazy that they that someone else got a vote. I didn't hear that. I would have had a conniption fit. Yeah, somebody voted for Josh Allen, and yeah. they were like, like this guy should have his vote taken away. So there was two people ever to have 50 votes, right? It was Lamar in 19 and Tom Brady one year, right? Yep. How many had 49? I'm going to research that. Let's say three or four. I don't think it will be more than that. So this would say Lamar this year had one of the eight best seasons? No. We, we had this discussion okay. uh, on our on SOV. A, this after is the SOV AM. On the episode after uh-huh. the awards, uh-huh. the NFL honors uh, were out. This is the worst MVP award that in, in recent memory. This is the worst MVP. Do you think he shouldn't have won, or the fact it was so dumb? He had no competition. No, I think that, that like the the field was it was the there was no clear field. cut MVP. Except Purdy played. Uh, Purdy had better bit, numbers. Two had better numbers. Josh Allen had better numbers. We went we went through all the passing yards, all the rushing yards. But everything. Purdy's numbers would have stood up to other winners in the past. I agree. So how's it weak? No, oh, I think Lamar winning is the weakest I, MVP I, we've I, ever had. I, I do think that you bring you, RJ. You brought this up that it's um, because you got voters. What they see last is tends to sway them more. Nothing can illustrates that better than Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. You probably wouldn't have been betting on him week ten because he was on his couch. See, I disagree. I think the vote for 
Flacco was a courageous vote. The easy vote was, oh, Hamlin. Yep. But but I'm just saying, but, but it was a recency vote. Yeah, but that still, I, I give I him credit. Recency gets weighted more. I was on a website, and it had an article up on the left, and it wasn't even a gambling site or sports site, and it says it said Hamlin wins Comeback Player of the Year. It was the headline. My heart sank. I go, are we serious? I go, it was better. He played, what, two plays or whatever? It was, I mean, it was courageous, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a comeback player. He was a comeback person. Comeback story. Yeah. yeah. And then, but they must have had one written yeah. that went up wrong, right, because they pre-write yeah. these things. I was so depressed that he won. I thought he won. <laughs> when he didn't, I was like, thank God they had the common sense to say Flacco was like, and again, I'm not saying don't give Hamlin credit. It's not that kind of credit, though. Give him an SP or something. Yeah. Which he I, did get last year. The, right? I think it was amazing that the people had the guts to vote for the better football player. Yes. But my point would be, Fez, that the, there is so much like political correctness or you, you want a, a virtue signal or what you want to seem like a good person. Not you. I'm saying the vote. I want to vote for Carl Weathers. I don't care what the award is. Give it to, exactly. give it to Apollo Creed. So if that's the case, what do we think? Someone like Giannis... Who's like I think twelve to one now. So now that seven to one to be the MVP, he's now seven. So it's moved. Is I think we find someone that's in the 15, 20 to one range, thinking there might be a, 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 a scenario where they kick butt, and at the end of the year they just say, "Yeah, now, give it to him." Now I mean, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. You have to play sixty five games to qualify. Yeah, so no, not, not sixty five. Yes. Okay, now, so why can't, just play, why can't you just play fifth, like we like one minute? Because it was all about these people sitting on purpose. Yes. Why can't they play the like one? No, it has to be uh, twenty minutes. Or oh, it's okay, a real right, number. I got you. All yeah, Jokic right. is the favorite, minus 150. Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, plus 280. Giannis, plus 700. Luka, 10 to 1. No, no. Kawhi, 30 to 1. Uh, that's the bet. Because the Clippers are, are hot right now. I mean, my, he, my, my bet Kawhi's is actually— going to play 65 games? Yo, he's, yeah, he's played. I mean, he's only missed like My five, pick, I think. It's, it's a longer shot, but Jalen Brunson, 55 to 1, because the Knicks are a story. Uh, I and think when that's the, true, and too. When, and when the Knicks are good— that's a great the point. The NBA media. interest goes up. All right, so whether you hate it or not, whether you think the Knicks stink, whatever, when the Knicks are good, NBA ratings go so up. So, yeah. Fez, can you look tomorrow? For, I like that. Brunson and Kawhi, get the, I mean, shop, get the best number and put 100 apiece for me. Okay, isn't Kawhi unpopular? People don't like him, though, right? No, I think they do. They they don't like that he sits. If he <laughs> yeah. has a comeback and it's like he All has right. a monster. Year. I mean, listen, it. it's 60 to 1. He should win comeback player, not MVP. No, but he's playing MVP. <laughs> he's play- I know. I mean, he's playing MVP level. Right? I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, listen, right now, healthy, the Clippers are the best team in the NBA. Not tonight they weren't. <laughs> oh, they, they played poorly? Oh, yeah. All right, this is fine. But, but I do think that the nature of the voting, mm-hmm. you know, this MVP vote in the Super Bowl was 20% fan vote. So, like, we got to know what the voters are because yeah. it, it just varies. And I do think there's East Coast bias, which can go against Kawhi, but I think it helped Jalen Brunson. The Knicks right now are the four seed in the Eastern Conference. If and they just had one of the but you greatest think months. East Coast of, bias in the NBA, where the Lakers are the team of the teams. I think there's more writers on the East Coast right. that that are. And I'm telling you, when the Knicks are relevant, it becomes a national story. And, and no, I I'm, I'm betting yours too. The ESPN, like the, the main broadcast team, is the Knicks broadcast. Mike Breen's the Knicks broadcaster, and he's the main ESPN then why broadcaster. Why did David Stern <laughs> say his ideal finals matchup every single year would be Lakers versus Lakers? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, but I think. <laughs> Uh, one other thing, though, 
is the idea, let's think about this a second. Kawhi had a lot of people in the media think the Clippers were going to be a team, of, a super team, and they were put their, uh, like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, right. Uh, what's it, the guy on Fox? Nick Wright. Nick Wright was, like, such a – carrying the water for the Clippers. Then finally he said, I got to admit, it didn't work out. If they get coming to the playoffs as, like, a top seed yeah. and Kawhi's a monster, I think a lot of people are going to want to redeem their takes. Why did you voters w- when he mentioned Luca's odds? Why did you poo poo it? I think people are so mad. Luca comes in overweight. I mean, Dallas, Dallas isn't is winning. Right They're now. not yeah. winning very much. The one thing about this, we did a, a profile on winners. It's a top one or two seed in either conference. There's like four teams that's going to give you almost every year. Uh, the the thing because the reason when I looked at it uh, like a week ago, maybe I was looking at the MVP candidates. Luca's out like he's the leading scorer in the NBA by over three points per mm-hmm. game. And he's about one rebound per game away from averaging a triple double. On top of that, well, you know that's impressive. But 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 Westbrook ruined that in a way. Because remember, Westbrook had it the second year. But I'm not. I just think there's a lot of backlash with Luca at this point. I think if he does well this year and has a good year next year, yeah. But I think if Kawhi and Luca are the same, they're voting for Kawhi, in my opinion. Okay. But Luca's what eight ten to one. Twenty to one. All right. So yeah, I. Yeah. Maybe oh, no, Lucas ten to one. Yeah, I don't see. I like. Yeah, I have a question for you. We didn't address Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Yes. All right, and I did want to like my take. I'm curious if you guys would agree. There you go. I think that Vegas Super Bowl is awesome for like the elite VIP celebrities. There's no better parties and a good time. Are you speaking from experience? No, hmm. but just walking up and down the strip. But for the common man who's the just Super the Bowl's not fan, for the common man. The, it, 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 it seemed like it, it's too cold. It's too crowded and everything is like hard to get in and it's overpriced. But see, and you're, it's you're, not a good time. You're, here's what you're missing. Mm-hmm. You have the mentality of the affluent. But not necessarily the all the access. Or the, will, or the ability. Yes. yes the, the, the will. Connections, yes. So, so what I'm saying is for some people, like Disneyland sounds like a nightmare to you without like the fast pass, I bet. Yeah, and we're going. Right? But you're getting the fast pass, I'm sure. I'm sure we are. So, But what I'm saying is even with the fast pass, he doesn't want to go because he doesn't want to have to rub elbows. It's almost like in succession when he had to go do the actual place. He doesn't want to be with the commoners. Yeah. So, But for some people, Disneyland is the year. Like The whole year are yep. built towards that. So the idea that you could listen to a broadcast of the opening ceremonies outside this, that t- you're thinking, look at that throng of people. Mm. Where's my handy wipe? Where can I wipe my hands at? They're thinking, you're right. this the is dra- amazing. The draft, like, look at the draft and, and the way it is. I also think Vegas, as far as being in the rotation, like being every 10 years, us having a Super Bowl. Every five. Every five. I, I've, 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 I've heard that. I actually think, I think this is true. Like ratings-wise, the same was true for F1 when they actually had the race. There's nothing. Oh, cool. around. There's nothing cooler than showing that Las Vegas strip. And the Legion looks great. I yeah. mean, it, it looks so cool versus Jacksonville or Indianapolis Super Bowls. It, Give me a break. It, and this is the city most equipped to handle the influx. These kind of events. Yeah, we, like, the hotel, the infrastructure's here. The hotels are yes. here. The convention space is here. The state, and the, it is not to be poo-pooed. Having a stadium that's like 45 minutes away from the, the hotels is a major problem. You know? And the fact that's that a problem in Houston. The yeah. fact that there was no incident. Made Major incident was a big positive because remember NBA was here yeah. for the All Star game and it was a nightmare. There were strip club things, etc. <sighs> I hope we don't. Get, I hope we don't have the people thinking it's every day. No, no, this was a special. <laughs> and you know we teased this yesterday. We said we had a special episode coming up, and I think the takeover. I think we gave the people what they want, which is you guys a, do that every AM. A complete breakdown 
of everything Super Bowl 58. The doctor says he listens to you guys Monday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Tuesday. It's awesome of him. Well, I love it. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> A reminder, you can still take advantage of the Super Bowl promo code that we've been giving out. Your chance to save $25 at pregame.com. That is a free three-star best bet. AJ, you have a three-star package up for today, right? I do absolutely have a three-star hoops package And up so today. with the promo code SUPER25, you can get that for free. What's better than free 99? Nothing. Nothing. Save $25 off of any purchase at pregame.com using the promo code SUPER25. For AJ Hoffman, RJ Bell, Steve Fezzik, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.